Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Socially Distant, where, as we know, America runs on wet-ass pussy. I'm your host, Alex Weber, and joining me from the back of a USPS mail truck is my good friend and co-host. <laughs> hey, guys, it's me, Post Carrier Richie. Did you know that what once people just bring in their ballots, I just sit outside the back of my truck and just hand them to random people? <laughs> It's great. I love it. I just set up shop and I yell free ballots and people walk up and just hand and I just hand them out. One, They're already that, marked. Yeah, yeah, ones that were already filled out, yeah. Mhm. How's what's what's the market like for that? Is you get a lot of customers? That's volunteer. So okay. I mean, it's free. Yeah. But Mhm. But a lot of people go for it. Oh yeah. Dude. <laughs> you have no idea, man. So many people. They got them lining up around the fucking block, dude. Ooh. Blockbuster, baby. Dude, Blockbuster, more like Cockbuster. Oh, all right, Richie. Postmaster Richie gets his rocks off for com- committing voter fraud. All right, Richie, dude, what's going on? <laughs> non-post- non much, dude. Non-Postmaster Richie. <laughs> Non-Postmaster Richie's doing good. Hell yeah. Um, he's in a new room. Yeah, I noticed that. You got a bit of a I, different backdrop. Yeah, I, I needed a change. So I've got, like, this nice, like, fold-out table from Walmart, oh. and, like, it, I'm in basically the media room now, which Hell yeah. is lit. I needed, like, a change just from working at home at my in my room. Yeah, so man. So I was I like, you know what? I need a change. It's great. I got this nice little corner to myself. It works. I got a little shelf next to me, which is nice. Yeah, dude. Um, make a little podcasting setup in there. Oh, dude. Hell yeah. You know I'm going for it. Yeah. That'd be sick. Especially if you could end up getting that uh, that IKEA folding table, the one that I have, that would be. Oh cool. yeah, it's like it's got like I, I you've seen it. I mean, I'm super thankful mm-hmm. for the space on this thing. Like I got so much shit on here right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was looking at it. It looks a little bit. It looks like it would come a little bit too far out because like right now I'm hugging my. Uh, oh yeah, you got entertainment the TV, center. You got the TV setup. Okay, yeah, that might be a yeah. thing. That might be a thing. But whatever. Mm-hmm. But I I like it nonetheless. I mean, it, it's fun. I mean, I I probably keep this table here just to use because it's nice i got a nice i got a good amount of leg room which is nice um i moved my big executive chair in here yeah. which i'm thinking i'm not i'm not a big fan of the arms of this chair <laughs> because i want to play music yeah like that's i want to always... record guitar and stuff and it's like i can't because i got these big ass arms got these big <laughs> ass arms <laughs> i got these big ass arms and these big ass thighs <laughs> and this wet ass pussy uh we'll get into that one um but yeah what's been what's been kicking with you recently my friend uh nothing much um booking some people uh some guests for the show which is nice um we have um coming up this week we have our good my good friend steve norton he was a former member of funny please and now he has his own improv troupe um called not safe for earth i'm actually going to be joining them for a couple shows um the end of this month which i'm excited about um, coming up in a couple of weeks, uh, once we can get a real good date for him, uh, we're going to have Jonathan Burns, uh, coming up. Uh, he was awesome. He came to, uh, SNHU and I have his autograph on like a little postcard and he wrote, uh, he wrote, Richie, you're my fourth favorite. And I was like, hell yeah, this guy's cool. But he's, um, in the same vein, I believe he, he tours a lot with Michael Kent. Cool, um, cool. and he's he's a comedy magician contortionist, Ooh. so there he can like fit his whole body through tennis rackets and toilet seats and really whatever you can muster, Dude, and is, really fun. Is he married? Do you know if he's married? 
I'm not sure. I was going to say, but, fucking ladies <clears throat> must love that. Yeah. It, it's great because, and I mean this in the most complimentary complimentary way possible, he looks like Linguini from Ratatouille <laughs> in the best way possible. He's just he's a, such, just a cool human being. Also appeared on Penn & Teller, Fool Us, things like that, where he did um, Cards Across, but he did it, um, I don't know if you know the trick Cards Across, <laughs> where one person's on one side of the stage and they count out cards. Yeah. And there's another person on the other side of the stage and they have a stack of cards. And the magician makes three or four cards disappear from one and go into the across other. the stage to the other hand. Um, he does a fun uh, take on it, which we could talk about, where he does it with slices of, like, craft singles, like cheese. So instead of cards across, it's cheese across. And he does some really fun stuff. He he, he whips out little um, wind chimes just every time he makes a <laughs> movement or does something, just out of different places. Um, he always has like three or four headbands that he just shoots into the audience. That's it's awesome. Great. I'm super stoked for that. That'll be fun. Yeah. I, I did try to get this one person. So this, pa- this past weekend, I was, um, I was about two doses of an edible in. <laughs> on, I think, That's how all the good stories start. On Saturday night. And I'm, I'm surfing the band, just going channel surfing. Yeah. And I'm on PBS and it was great Very performances funny. at the Great performances on at the Met. Okay. Uh, the Met is the Metropolitan Opera. Something. Oh, it's gonna be this great old like Wagner piece, or it's like something yeah, that yeah. they performed. No, this uh, they performed an opera called Akhenaten. Um, Akhenaten was uh, seventeen when he first uh, reigned in Egypt. He was. He's credited. The Pharaoh Akhenaten is credited with being the first monotheistic leader. Mm. So at the time, Egypt, you had Isis, you had Thoth, you had yeah. all the gods that represented everything. Poly- Akhenaten said polytheistic religion. Yeah, polytheistic. Okay. And Akhenaten said the only god is the sun. Ooh. And for his rule, that was the only god that existed. And so, so you're trying to tell me that you ha- you're trying to get an ancient Egyptian pharaoh on the show? No. So uh, <laughs> it's actually fucking, a really good that'd story. That would be fucking cool. <laughs> so um, the... Uh, Opera Akhenaten was written in the 80s by Philip Glass, a uh, yeah. world-renowned composer, very much not known in the opera world and even today. So it was really cool to see it put on. Um, the part of Akhenaten is sung by a countertenor. Okay. Now, I don't know if you know what a countertenor is. No. A countertenor is a male with more of an alto voice. Okay. So if I... So sort of like the sing, flip of a normal tenor? Basically, so it would be in... Um, the role of Akhenaten is sung completely in falsetto. Okay. So instead of singing here, I sing up here <laughs> and I sing. And so the man that they got to play Akhenaten is a world-renowned countertenor. His name is Anthony Roth Costanzo. And I tried to get him on. And he's got like 17,000 followers on Instagram. Ooh, and I, had no, I, I just kind of sent a, a message out there. And I will, it was the kindest response Oh, that I've shit. gotten because I don't usually get a lot of responses. I'm yeah, usually just no, totally. putting a limb out there. And he said, Neil Breen. Hey, uh, but this is what he said. He said, Hey Richie, thanks so much. And I'm really happy you enjoyed Akhenaten. Surprisingly, I'm in the middle of a big project right now and it's Ooh. been 16 hour days. So I won't have the time to fit this in, in the next month or more, but send you best wishes for your podcast. Hey, so cool. thanks. A- thanks Anthony for giving us some well yeah, wishes. Man, that's awesome. Maybe I'm going to send him on later. Later, you know, down the Maybe road. Maybe in the year. Yeah, yeah definitely. 
he um it is one of the most beautifully staged pieces of theater i think i've ever seen oh awesome um and i mean i didn't even see it live yeah um this opera is told through a chorus which is like a standard opera the parts of um three high priests akhenaten nefertiti because he married nefertiti mm. queen tai which is another one and um the spirit of uh amhotep which is uh who was akhenaten's father when he passed so the actual opera opens with the weighing of the heart Ooh. um into the afterlife which i think is really cool um but it uses jugglers so they use i believe his name is stephen gandy and he um assembled he's a master juggler and he assembled a team of like 12 professional jugglers from new york and they actually use the juggling to actually enhance maybe arpeggios and music or crescendos. Oh, that's so cool. There's actually parts in the second act where they actually, instead of, like, juggling just tiny, like, three-ball yeah, things, standard, these standard little juggling. white balls, they go about a little bit more than beach ball-sized. Oh and they're God. catching and tossing and catching and tossing. Um, yeah, it, I'm going to send you some clips from it. Uh, it's beautifully staged. I'm waiting for them to... Uh, release it on a blu-ray or dvd because i will so yeah, grab that, that in a heartbeat cool. um it was it ran from i think november to december of uh 2019 and i uh they just re they just said that they're bringing it back for the 2021 season once Ooh. the met opera reopens yeah um after covid so anthony roth casanzo if you're listening um <laughs> thanks so much for uh responding to me and yeah, no, talking you put on an amazing performance. I'm really, really glad that I was able to um, listen and hear your voice and your powerful countertenor, which it sounds weird that uh, you'd say like a countertenor has a powerful voice. But at the Met Opera, I don't believe there's microphones. Oh, wow. Because so it's an just, opera house. Going for it, yeah. So your voice has to project over the orchestra and out. And it's wicked cool because there's actually times where – they have um, jugglers with uh, like bowling pins, yeah, going at it, and they're going in front of the performers. So they're going in front of the singers, and when each, uh, sometimes when a pin flies by, it creates almost a Doppler effect where it carries the sound oh. out with the pin as it goes through. But that it's is incredible. so fun to listen to because you're like, this is real. This is real, and it's happening, and it's in front it's of happening me. right there. <laughs> yeah, and I just think it was a really cool take on. Um, an ancient Egyptian story. Um, Nefertiti was played by the amazing uh, Janae uh, Witherspoon, I want to say her name was. Um, let me pull that up. Janae something. Let me. And was she performing with, with the spoon or without her spoon for this? Uh, oof. God, that was such a I'm cheap, sure. <laughs> cheap ripoff. Janae Bridges. Oh. Janae Bridges. <laughs> um, yep, she played uh, Nefertiti and. Uh, she was amazing as Nefertiti. There, the whole, it's all really staged in almost like everybody moves in a slow motion except for the jugglers. Ooh. So, and it's it's really cool. So this is Anthony Roth Costanza. I'm gonna see if I can find a picture of how he dressed for Akhenaten, and uh, to show you, they used uh, gold leaf on his forehead because he ended up shaving his head. He ended up waxing his whole body. Oh my God. Because for the first three and a half minutes of this opera, he appears nude. Yeah. And he walks out nude and they, the performers clothe him as he goes down and becomes Akhenaten. And so they, they also put gold leaf on his hands and his feet. Oh wow. So you could see the gold leaf 
on his forehead yeah, yeah. and on his feet and everything and you could tell like it's just barely covering so that's probably him getting ready to um to head out, out yeah. to play Akhenaten and um one of the most beautiful um parts of it is he at the end of the second act he sings what's called um hymn to the sun which is an actual old egyptian text Ooh. but the performer wherever the country that this opera is performed in most of the opera is done is um, sung in either uh, Hebrew, Hindi, or um, ancient Egyptian, mm. or Sanskrit, I should say. I think that's the closest that they can get to it. The hymn to the sung is sung in the language of whatever the country is being played in. Oh, so that's it's cool. done in English. Yeah. So And he had this really cool thought about like why it's done in English. And it's, uh, it's because we're now, we, the audience, are now in his head. We are yeah, in Akhenaten's head. Yeah. He's singing a hymn to the sun this giver of light and his source of religion and everything so here is like oh wow an amazing piece yep if you can see that yeah and that's super cool so um yeah he ascends basically the staircase and that's how the second act ends and i mean I, it's okay to kind of spoil an opera because yeah, yeah. most of the time like even in an opera like because it's sung in a different language, you just have on the bottom, Akhenaten addresses his people from the window of appearances. And yeah. it's like, okay. And most of the time, it's done with that. But it was just beautifully done. And I just, I loved listening to and watching it. That's super sick. I'll have to mm-hmm. definitely check that out. That sounds really fascinating, actually. Oh, yeah. How about you? Sorry, I went off on a tangent no, on opera. No, dude, you're totally fine. Uh, let's see. We got a lot of <clears throat> shit going on right now. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. Well, first, I don't... I'll, I'll, I haven't showed you this, I think, but I'll show it to you now. People obviously want to be able to see it. But when I was in New York, uh, my friend Lynn Conti is doing, yep. um, like, is doing like stone wrapping or crystal wrapping with like wire. Oh, nice! That's awesome. Uh, and she wants to sell them on Etsy. You know, once she gets you know a couple more down the line. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's super cool. Uh, you know, she made one for my mom to kind of help with, you know, uh, my grandmother's passing. And I was like, oh, nice! I want you to teach me how to do this. This looks really cool. <coughs> like, at least let me watch. Uh, yeah. So she had picked out this stone. It's called Hypersteam, and yep. I actually did this wrapping on it myself. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. And like the back is obviously a little bit, you know, more messy. But this is like two piece, like one piece of wire, or like two pieces of wire. That's awesome. That. That's wicked. So that was cool. really that was really fun. Total pain in the ass, dude. Yeah, I feel that. Like this. Sorry for everyone who is not on the Zoom call right now. Uh, for not being able to see that main piece in the back there, that thick piece, yep. mm-hmm. that's a piece of wire, two pieces of wire that is then another smaller piece of wire is coiled around it. And I had to coil it by hand with like tweezers and shit. Ooh, wow. Yeah. I, and I was, we were shit house drunk when we did this. Oh, <laughs> so man. I was just like, fuck, fuck, mm-hmm. <laughs> at like two in the morning. But that was cool. Uh, let's see. Other than that. Yeah. Um was up in the beautiful Keene, New Hampshire for the weekend, which was nice. a nice little retreat. I uh, had set up to go visit my friend from high school, Brendan. <coughs> Brendan, by the way, is a big fan of the show. He loves it. Oh, so awesome. Shout out to Brendan Calorie, the Newtown homeboy. And uh, him and his two roommates, they live in a house right now up in Keene. They're getting ready to sort of move out. I know Brendan's going to go back to Connecticut. Uh, one of his roommates, Matt, who actually does film developing, is going to be moving up to down to Alston. Mm-hmm. And then James, who's another Newtown lad, is going to be staying in Keene. But I had never gone up there, and I've never been to Keene, you know, the entire time that I was in New Hampshire. 
and yep. I definitely fucking regret never going and like hanging out with these people before because it's such a beautiful place. And um, I was originally going to go up Saturday or Friday morning, and Matt, his roommate, ho- hit me up Thursday. He was like, "Yo, you should just come up tonight. Like, why not?" And I was like, oh, "I don't know if I can. It's kind of got a lot on my plate today." And then at like four o'clock or like three thirty. They FaceTime me just to, like, kind of iron out some details, and that's when mm-hmm. they're like, hey, if you still want to come up tonight, you know, it's still on the table, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, yeah, so I, I drove yeah. up on Thursday night at, like, Good. 4 o'clock, and, yeah, dude, just hung out, shot a lot of photos, I got seven rolls of film I got to send out. Oh, nice. I was only able to develop two with Matt, which was super cool, mm-hmm. um, that I just you shot film that day, and then he developed it that night. We were sort of all hanging out, and um, he, like, walked. <coughs> we were in the living room, and it was, like, you know, just myself, my friends, and then their significant others who live with them. Mm-hmm. And we're just, like, hanging out, you know, drinking, having a good time. And then Matt brings me into his room where he has, like, a really small closet that he does all the loading into the canister because it needs to be pitch black. So he does it in there. Yep. But he was like, yeah, okay, so I'm going to do this, this, and this, and then I'll bring it in here into his bathroom where he has this whole like little development set up with all the chemicals and then he like ran me through the entire process he's like yeah so i'm gonna go jump in i'll load your film up and then i'll uh i'll let you know when it's done and i can show you the development process and i walk out and i'm i'm fucking trash at this point mm-hmm. and everyone's like oh how'd it go and i'm like oh yeah matt's gonna go do it right now i just had a legitimate full consultation for how my film's gonna be developed it was the coolest fucking thing <laughs> i was like <laughs> i was so hyped but yeah dude we hit up some cool spots uh, just like out in the woods and in nature, you know, really mm-hmm. just gorgeous. Uh, some beautiful sunsets. Went to a swimming hole. Uh, unfortunately, didn't get to go to like the main actual like deep portion of it where you could actually like, yeah. jump into the water and float around because there was some people there. And mm-hmm. it was kind of like a smaller area. and We didn't want to like encroach on them and be like, hey, you guys got to get the fuck out of here. Here we are. So we were just like chilling, sitting yeah. feet in the water, drinking some beers. And uh, yeah, it was a great, great little trip good little you know mini vacation i guess also got to jam like full jam twice which was great i brought my bass up there uh both my friends roommates play drums matt who's like yeah drums in a band so you know we were down in the basement friend on the kit my friend brennan was on guitar and i was on bass and we would just go on these like 30 minute fucking jams and it it was it was was great i haven't done that in so long it was super like i need to do that I need to do that wicked bad. And it was like we were playing songs. We were just like, <coughs> someone would come up with a riff or I'd come up with a bass line and then we just adapt it. And mm-hmm. there was one time, the first time we were jamming with uh, friend James on drums, because he would sort of like do like little tempo changes or like style changes and then we would follow it. Yep. And he just slowed it. We were playing this just like kind of like upbeat, fun riff. And then he just slowed it down. And it sounded like a doom metal song almost. And then we just went right back into the normal thing. And when we finished, I was like, yo, that was fucking cool. <laughs> like, we just, we went into, like, all these different genres and, like, added, like, a funk section in there. And we're just, like, fucking around. And it, it was a fun time. I haven't haven't done that, especially with bass. I've never really, like, played with other people on bass mm-hmm. uh, in that regard. So it was fun to just be like, okay, yeah, I can keep up with this shit. That's but, awesome. Yeah, That's came back cool. came back Sunday. Mm-hmm. Originally, they were like, yeah, just leave Monday morning. But I had an interview on Monday. Oh, um, nice. Which actually didn't happen on hey. Monday. It got pushed to today. 
<laughs> hey. Hey, you know what? It works. It works. It was supposed to be 10 o'clock on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully this person never listens to this podcast. I accidentally, <laughs> uh, I woke up, you know, 8 o'clock, was ready to go, and I was like, oh, I'm going to lay in bed for a little bit, and the next thing I know, I wake up, and it's 9.58, and I was like, Oof. holy fuck, I am so screwed. I checked my phone. I got an email from the guy at like nine o'clock being like, Hey, can we push till tomorrow? I got some other <laughs> shit that I got to do. So I was like, thank <laughs> fucking God. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. uh, it's with a company in Holbrook, Mass, which is about like 30 minutes south of me. Yep. Um, it's called Bright Visual Products, US Marker Board, kind of like a parent company thing. Mm-hmm. And they do a lot of stuff with like custom whiteboards for businesses. They do oh, out- nice. outfitting for, you know, businesses. That's and awesome. I know they've done some stuff with like like Harvard and Northeastern and just like a lot of like custom stuff, and mm. it's for a junior graphic designer role. And I think the interview went really really well. Um, oh, awesome! It was a Zoom thing. Guy, I was interviewing with the vice president. <coughs> He's been kind of like the person who contacted me after I applied, and you know we had we got on today at like ten fifteen. We had some technical difficulties, and then you know he had to take another call quickly. But we talked mm. from like ten fifteen to eleven uh, forty. Yep. So we almost nice. had like a two-hour conversation. It was just really laid oh, back, sweet. you know. Yeah. Not a very – when you think like job interview, you think very like – Not too corporate feeling. This person's asking you questions, and you have to respond to them in a certain way. You have to do this, this, and this. Yep. This was kind of just like a – it felt it felt like a big conversation, like a free-flowing conversation. Mm-hmm. And there was just information about the company, the job, intertwined to that conversation. Then we talked about like my shit, went through my work. And just overall, it was a really positive experience. And I would probably say it's probably, like, one of the most, like, f- I don't want to say fun or, like, best interview that I've been on. But it definitely stands out in terms of just sort of, like, the vibe. And I could tell that that vibe would translate over into how things at the company are run. Because, again, this guy's the vice president. And mm-hmm. he just he left a really good impression on me. I had a really good conversation with him. So we'll see what happens. I got to uh, do a little test project for him probably at the end of the week. And then we'll see. Ideally, they'd like to bring have someone starting like first week of September. So you know, here's hoping. But mm-hmm. that's sort of where I'm at right now. I have a oh nice. I had a shitload of film scanning to that's do awesome. clearly, but yeah, dude, we're just fucking chilling out, trying to see what trying to see what fucking happens next. <laughs> oh nice! I actually just put in an application over at uh, WWE headquarters. Ooh, that's um, in Connecticut, yeah. Yeah, Stanford. Yeah, dude. Um, so, who knows? Hopefully, we'll hear back. It's for a junior copywriter role. Hell yeah! So, I think that could be fun. I, I also, always, um, oh yeah. Whenever I would look at for work in Connecticut, I would always see shit from WWE. <laughs> like, oh yeah, brother, <laughs> come work for us, and you get free headlocks at lunch, and. <laughs> Dude, no, I think it would be so cool to work at WWE just because, like, of doing, I grew up on that shit. Instead of doing a cover letter, you should have just done a video where you're reading off a cover letter, but in the voice of Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> that would be yes. that would be an instant fucking hire for me. Just do the, impressions of, like, different, like, wrestlers. Instant hire. I think that I should be part of your company. He's, <laughs> like, Andre the Giant walked in with that. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. I think that would... Like, that's always what I want to do, too, with uh, whenever I apply for jobs. Instead of doing, like, a formal cover letter, just make, like, a quick video of me talking. And that's, I'm like, here's my cover letter. It's a video. But I'm going to be able to do it better than me just writing something. Um, Oh, yeah. Definitely. I feel like because you and I were both very conversational. Yeah, And I think a lot of our, like, what we want to say 
doesn't really translate to paper as much. Yeah, and like I, you yeah. know, I I will say I do have some decent writing chops. It's just hard to write about yourself, you know. And like, sure, you can sway yeah. it every which way, but it just doesn't feel genuine. I, if I'm sitting here talking, you know, clearly it's gonna be more genuine because you'll be able to tell if I'm just. And then I like doing graphic design. Yeah. My favorite font is Comic Sans. Like, you could tell if someone's not interested, but yeah, it's my own personal... Graphic design is my passion. I designed all my dad's business using Papyrus. Oh my god. Like... <laughs> but that's part of my manifesto about um, the job search and hiring process. <laughs> it's a different I did also... Uh, my, my good friend, uh, John... Uh, from Journeys, my uh, manager, uh, John St- uh, Jonathan Stevens, Stevens, Jonathan, yep, Jonathan Stevens, from Journeys, he was my manager over at Journeys, he works at a place now called uh, Wormwood Gaming, mm. so he, he's a carpenter and he makes like uh, dice towers and dice holders, and they just introduced this big modular gaming table, which just, which in a half hour hit like four million dollars on kickstarter Holy which shit. was crazy and i saw that and i was like hey dude um <laughs> do, do they need marketing so i actually uh just ended up emailing my resume my portfolio and like a really nice email to the ceo that's sick dude. of the company so hopefully i'll hear back um, that'd be really cool them. and stuff like that four but yeah million that's just like kinda... half an hour that's insane the goal was a million so that's so cool Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was weird. Like <laughs> this whole like Corona COVID lifestyle society thing is just still so weird because it's like we were talking about this today on our conversation. It was like, yeah, it's so weird because I was asking like, oh, well, like what's what's been the switch over from like office life to this? Like, how does that have impacted communication? Yeah, and we kind of had this agreement where it was just like, yeah, like it <coughs> sucks now because it used to just be like, especially with you know the work that I do where it's very visual, like. I love being able to just walk up to someone's desk and be like, hey, can you look at this and just give me your immediate thoughts? And yeah. He's like, yeah, now you got to, like, send an email and then schedule a whole Zoom meeting to talk about it where, like, I could have just walked up to your desk. Um, mm-hmm. But sort of playing off of that, like, you know, usually when you do an interview, you're supposed to send them a thank you letter, some, yep. hand, some handwritten jive, you know. And I was like, well, clearly I can't do that because uh, he's not at the office and I'm not going to try to stalk down his home address. <laughs> That'd be really fucking mm-hmm. weird. But so I just, like, typed up this really nice thank you letter, put it on, like, my personal letterhead and emailed a PDF over to him. And I'm like, hey, I can't give this to you in person or in the office. So, like, here's a PDF. Just take this. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, well, I have good thoughts about it. We'll see what happens. That, uh, the gaming company, though, sounds sick. Yeah, it sounds really cool. So, uh, hopefully I'll hear back from wherever, whether it be the WWE <laughs> Or Wormwood Gaming. I think that could be cool. Also, I don't know if this has happened to you on YouTube. I've just been, like, watching, like, WWE Top 10s. Oh, yeah. Not they recently, get, but... They I've... get recommended to me, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then I'm in, down, like, two hours in. I'm just like, yeah. fuck. Here are, here are the Undertaker's Top 10 Best Tombstone Pile Drivers. Here's, oh here's every, like, Best Royal Rumble entry in the past decade. Here's... And I'm like, oh, man. Actually, but, I'm yeah. really glad you mentioned The Undertaker. I have to pull up a tweet because, <laughs> uh, like, pre, you know, well, not pre-quarantine, but, like, initial quarantine, mm-hmm. remember how I was, like, really into WWE without the audience? Yes. It would always yep. start with that and then would devolve into, like, me just watching WWE, you know, like, top tens and shit. Yeah, same. And I watched <laughs> – so I'm just going to read it. 
I was like, I did a time analysis of The Undertaker versus John Cena from WrestleMania 34. These are astounding. Mm-hmm. I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Total runtime, 10 minutes and 37 seconds. Mm-hmm. Video start to 20 seconds is John Cena's intro. Yep. 21 seconds to 7 minutes and 20 seconds oh, is the yeah. Undertaker intro. Mind yeah. you, this video is 10 and a half minutes. <laughs> so we're 7 minutes and 20 seconds in, and the Undertaker just finished his intro. Uh, 721 to 911, the Undertaker turns Cena into a ragdoll. <laughs> 912 through 917, Cena fights back, kind of? Uh, 918 through 932, Cena just acts like John Cena. 933 <laughs> to 1011, Undertaker cucks Cena. <laughs> 1012 yeah. to 1026, match outro. 1027 to 1037, end bumper. <laughs> Dude, hell yeah. And this was a photo <laughs> from the match. It looks like the Undertaker's just... just giving john cena his dick down the throat <laughs> yeah, yeah that, watched... that's his famous uh, pin he does the tombstone and then he goes one two ah! he like puts the hair up and i undertaker remember was just being absolutely trashed watching this and just being like holy shit the undertaker is still just like doing his introduction <laughs> did like you were you minutes. were you a wwe kid like growing up no not at all. I, I was, so was i was really never into it um, me, me and my brother both were we even started um we had because you've seen our trampoline out back oh like, yeah when when that was going like when we first moved in at, like every summer day was spent on that thing i was skinny i loved it <laughs> but um we we started our own trampoline wrestling federation oh. where we had names we made out of cardboard a championship belts with like velcro and shit that we could like hold Yo, over our yeah. shoulders we drafted, um, uh, we drafted contracts for like, oh uh, my God. uh, for Your like title matches. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we would, we like, we went all out. We were, we had the, um, what did we had? We had the, the, we called it the TWF, the trampoline wrestling federation. <laughs> we had the TWF championship. We had the TWF World Heavyweight Championship. We had the TWF Cruiserweight Championship. We had the TWF Intercontinental Championship. Oh, holy we shit, had the T like basically like we had the TWF Tag Team Championships where we tried our best to make two belts that looked exactly similar. <laughs> um, yeah, that oh man, that was fun. I had so many of the action figures. I had Undertaker's action figure. I had Tommy Dreamer's action figure. I had Randy Orton's action figure. I, oh man, my brother had the big action figures that you could like oh, swap yeah, out the heads. Yeah. So we had CM Punk and Carlito, who was his older wrestler. We had uh, rings. My brother got the Money in the Bank ring where it had like these plastic things that went up and there was a center console where you could hang the briefcase and it had a bunch of like ladders and like breakaway ladders that would break open. We had tables that you could break and like put back together and like jump off. Dude, oh so man, cool. who else did we have? We had Rey Mysterio. We had JBL. We had um, MVP. Did you have Ricky, had, did you have Ricky uh, Steamboat? <laughs> oh, no, dude. Um, I'm trying to think. Who was the oldest person we had? Oh, I had Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe was the shit. <laughs> Who's not even Samoan, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, uh, I don't think you can, I I don't the, think do it now. <laughs> the Boogeyman. Have you ever heard of the Boogeyman? Oh, oh, I have. He was the shit. And he'd just show up, I'm the Boogeyman. And, I, and he would make people eat worms if he beat them in a match. 
That Dude. was the thing that happened. So the podcast that I normally listen to, Small Town Murder, uh, mm-hmm. the two hosts, um, who are awesome dudes. I, I like. I've listened. They're almost like 200 episodes into Small Town Murder. I've listened to every single one. Mm-hmm. Again, it's probably like hundreds of hours of shit. Um, they also have another podcast which they started before this one called Crime and Sports. Ooh, okay. And it really has nothing to do with sports. It's just about people in sports or athletes who just do stupid shit and get arrested for stupid crimes. Yeah. So it's like the sports portion of it's very little and is sort of just like a vehicle for everything, but it's yep. mostly about the people. Uh, I haven't really listened to a ton of it, but some of my favorite episodes are stuff about like the older WWE shit. Oh, dude, like, like the those, Montreal screw job and those the... people are fucking insane. Dude. Um, dope. And actually, um, yeah. two things. So one, I'll just keep talking about the pod, this podcast. Was it this podcast or where was I going with this? You were talking about their, their sports podcast and how it was a lot of wrestling. Yeah. I don't remember what I was getting at with that. So I'll just jump to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you were a part of this. This was this was sophomore year, wash four days. Mm-hmm. One day, I think you were actually. Yeah, you had to have been. I think we were in Matoweda's room playing WWE. I think like nineteen on Xbox. Do you remember oh, no, that? No, I was. Chance? No, you. I weren't. don't think I was there. Or I might. I, no, actually, I think I was there. Yeah. I think I was going hard. Yeah. Yeah. So like we were getting fucking into playing this game, and then we took yeah. it out into the hallway, and we we're just doing dumb like wrestling shit in the hallway. I think that's, that's right. Yeah. It's one of the days where we were trying to, like, all right, who could put someone through a table? <laughs> yeah. But, like, that's, like, the kind of shit that I like. It's like, all right, we're playing this video game. We got all this wrestling. Let's go, like, fucking do it ourselves right now. Like, sort of the <laughs> same thing with, like, you and your brother on the trampoline. Just yeah. we're being a lot stupider about it and trying to put someone through a <clears throat> fucking pong table on the mm-hmm. fourth floor of a building with people beneath us. Oh, yeah. My, my finisher, I had, like, this flying kick that I would do. And my brother's <laughs> finisher was he would have – he would do a backflip. But as he was like, as he would jump up, and as he do a backflip, he would just kick both legs out, so it would like hit you up, and you'd go flying back. Oh my god! Oh, dude, like we would go hardcore with shit. Like, oh man, it was awesome. I would get him. I would do like John Cena's attitude adjustment. I we would do pile drivers and oh shit because it was a trampoline. You couldn't get hurt. Yeah. And yeah, also, yeah. we were like uh, twelve and ten, or eleven and nine. So we we're like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't care at that age, you know. Dude, the WWE was the shit. You can like, get I... you can get kicked off of a trampoline at like nine or eleven years old, and then get up and be like, "Yeah, I'm fine." You get kicked off a trampoline oh, yeah. at twenty three, twenty four, and you're like, "Fuck, I need to take a nap." <laughs> you get kicked off a trampoline at like forty five, fifty, you're dead. <laughs> exactly. Dude, it got to the point where for our action figures, we didn't have belts for them, so we printed out, um, like basically like what it looked like as belts and like really small and we glued it to uh index cards and we'd wrap them around and tape them so like our action figures had belts because you couldn't find belts for your action figures anywhere dude i still have remember when me and uh trevor uh bought the wwe belts belts? i think i still have that somewhere but yeah i have a i have a tag team championship belt for no reason it doesn't fit around my waist it's a little kid's thing but (laughs) but you have it but I have it. Dude, I'm a champion. And you'd be like, yeah, I won the tag team championship when I was fucking eight. What have you done with your life? Dude. <laughs> oh, Ooh, man. Another quick thing that I just remembered that I did today. Uh, yeah. Did a little quick little album cover design <clears throat> for a friend of mine. That's fun. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, my cool. friend Liam, who's a former coworker of mine, he used to work with him at Bethel. Mm-hmm. Super great guy. Super talented. Just artist, musician. He makes hip-hop music. 
which is oh, funny because nice. he is just incredibly tall, lanky white kid from Vermont mm-hmm. who just has some fucking bops. Like, it's really... F- his music's really fun. We'll put it that way. Like, it's oh, just nice. Like, it's I just like that. Like, it's just like fun music. He had, they had a song that mm-hmm. him and his friend Ryan did called Aaron's, <coughs> just about running yes, errands. Yes, and you, you yeah, directed did the, the music, the video, music for video for that. That's so, right, yep. Um, he had hit me up if I could do like a little pro bono uh, album artwork for a single that he wants to release, and I was like, yeah, sure. So it's called uh, Queens and Kings. Shit is fucking fire. It is, oh, shit. It is, I listen to it maybe like 20 times a day. It's just catchy. The bass yep. line in it is mm-hmm. like three notes, three, four notes, total fucking groove. I, I taught myself it on bass and was playing it before. Um, so, yeah, we have a quick little simple album cover for it, but it looks it looks tight and it, it definitely matches with the song. So uh, stay tuned for Queens and Kings by Loki the Nameless coming out soon. Uh, oh, hell yeah. It's, it's a really it's a really fun song. And it, it's about like, you know, like wealth and equality. So they're like, there's a you know, there's a. A pertinent message behind the music, which is always good. Mm-hmm. But That's that awesome. was a that was a fun little you know two hour project that I did today. That was that was fun. Mm-hmm. It's like I did an interview, jumped right into this project, and then here I am. <laughs> oh, sweet! That's <laughs> Made awesome. Dinner, and here I am. Uh, but Richie, speaking of music, mm-hmm. we got to talk about WAP. <laughs> Why? Just because, dude, it's fucking, it's everywhere, man. We are surrounded by WAP. <laughs> Actually, dude, the... if if I was surrounded by WAP, I wouldn't be on this podcast <laughs> right now. You know why? Because I would be face first in WAP. <laughs> also, why why can't it be called WAP? Because WAP is a derogatory name for a New York Italian man that came about in about the fifties. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, uh, well, you know, but yeah. <laughs> I Fuck never, it, dude. I was a couple days late to hearing it. Like <laughs> me too. Of course I was, dude. Look at me. I'm Richie Oliver. You think Richie Oliver is gonna be on top of WAP? <laughs> no, not gonna happen. <laughs> on that futon, he's gonna be. <laughs> dude, I'd rather be under the WAP. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, WAP's yeah, like, on top I, of me. I was, I was I like a, a couple, couple huh? days late hearing it, and then I was like, <laughs> yeah. all right. This song kind of fucks. <laughs> and then, like, we're, my friends and I, we were, uh, got food from a food truck. We're coming back from there. And it came on the playlist in the car. And, like, me and one of my friend's girlfriends had heard it. My other two friends didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, hell yeah. And they're like, oh, you know this? And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's fucking tight. And by the end of the car ride, we were we walked into their house going like, wet ass pussy. <laughs> and my <laughs> my other friend and his girlfriend, they got like takeout Chinese food. They're sitting at the table eating. And we just all come in just fucking singing. God damn it. That's but, awesome. Um, yeah, I learned it on bass. It, it, clearly, the bass line's not very intricate. And so I was trying mm-hmm. to like make some stuff up around it but it's just you know it's a fun fucking song dude i i need i need i need a video of you doing a bass cover of wet ass pussy dude it's fucking happening i was practicing it like all morning um oh hell yeah actually the one thing that i really enjoy more than anything about wap is uh Conserv- conservative male response to WAP. Oh, dude, <laughs> fucking yeah, dude, on Twitter, dude, fucking, they, dude, they're just jealous because they can't get any WAP. That's what I'm saying. Either dude. that or their conservative wives have that DAP, which is that dusty uh, ass pussy. Dude, dude. their their wives open their legs and you hear. Yeah, dude, yeah. dude, oh my god. Actually, little known fact, uh, Cardi took a sample of that. 
sound and used it as highlights <laughs> to be like, hey, <laughs> this ain't what you're getting. Um, <laughs> dude, yeah, oh, I yeah. saw that thing where it was like, WAP is what happens when girls aren't brought out without brought up without Jesus. I heard this song accidentally. Like, how do you accidentally hear a song today? Like, you don't honestly. Yeah. Like, it used to be different when you're like, oh yeah, it came on the radio, but you're not hearing the full version on the radio. Like, this person. Oh God, no! I don't, then, I'm not even sure it's getting like radio playtime right now because it's called like what else? Well, I mean, they have you know uh, they have a, yeah. a an edited version which is wet and gushy. I think. <laughs> that is dude, what it is. <laughs> just fucking play it. It's the word is pussy. Like dude, it's I, a cat. Fuck off. I like. I never understood. Like I guess I kind of understand having to have like radio edits of songs or whatever. But also at the same mm-hmm. time, like just fucking get over it. Like honestly, at the end of the day, like it's it's just fucking words. Like who cares? At one point, little Timmy's gonna know what pussy means. So, dude. <laughs> Don't be like, oh, we gotta censor it for the children. It's like they'll figure it out fucking eventually. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I never had a, I never had a sex talk because, like, I knew what it was from school, and my dad's like, you know what that is, and I was like, of course I know what it is. <laughs> Beep is in a bagina, like, <laughs> man puts his drangus in a girl's drimbus. It's like and- hell yeah, it's like of course yeah I know what it is. Why do you think I came home so late yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> They call me after school special. Like, uh, I think they call favorite... me the comeback kid. Oh my god! I think my favorite one is definitely the video of Ben Shapiro reading out the lyrics. Oh wait, I have not seen this. Oh my god, it's so funny because it's Ben Shapiro being Ben Shapiro with his fucking. If we did this and it went, to and that. he goes with this wet ass p word. He bought oh, a phone him. just to see this wet ass p word. P word is female genitalia. And this part gets very vulgar, and I'm just like, fuck you, dude. When I do a video of me covering wet-ass pussy, I'm going to start it out with an audio sample of fucking Ben Shapiro doing shit. And then, like, I actually, I might as well just, I'll fucking spoil it now. I was coming up with a video idea this morning, like, yeah. little walkout being like, you know, originally I was going to do it. Actually, I was going to do this today, so I was still in, like, my interview clothes. I was going to walk out yeah. with, like, a cup of coffee with, like, the Ben Shapiro thing. And then, like, when it stops, I'd snap, and then it would switch to me in the fucking short shorts and a tank top with a bass to start playing WAP. <laughs> oh, dude, hell yeah. That would be awesome. But, yeah, I'll find the video and send it to you. It's fucking hysterical, because it's it's just Ben Shapiro. <laughs> oh, dude, that's awesome. But speaking of things that need to be wet, let's talk about the, um, the pockets of USPS workers and the current USPS fiasco. I know we're not a political yeah. podcast, but what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, like, I'm seeing pictures of, like, locked mailboxes and things, and they're citing not enough revenue, but, like, it's federally funded. Yeah. The United States Postal Service is federally funded. Like, of course the government has money, because if the government didn't have money, like, I would be, we would be having to trade, like, blowjobs for a sandwich right now. It would be the apocalypse, because... You know what I mean? Or, honestly, just get Jeff Bezos, buy out the USPS, and just make it all Amazon at this point. You know what I mean? He's got the money. <laughs> like, Yeah, like, here's the thing. Like, I, 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 I like the USPS the way it is. I really wouldn't want Bezos yes. on the on the horn with that one. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just f- joking. I'm just yeah. joking. But, like, jokes. again, people could theoretically help fund it with their exuberant amount of money. 
Yeah. Um, but also, like, why does the USPS need funding? Like, it's federally funded. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Just a fucking shit show. But, it, dude, I mean, like, it fucking sucks. Again, like, postal workers are fucking out there. Yeah. I was reading a thread on Reddit last night. Um, someone was like, hey, if anyone's, like, a USPS worker or, like, a former one, like, what's something something simple that I could do to just kind of, like, make your day or, like, make your job easier? And a lot of things were like, yo, cold bottle of water, prime. Yep. I guess the the USPS trucks, the last ones were made. Take a guess the last year that they were made. Uh, seventy eight, seventy nine. Late nine, late nineties. Some okay. of them are some of them are hitting like 25, 30 years old. They do wow. not. Ha- they do not have air conditioning. Of course they don't. It's the late nineties. Well, not even that. But I guess um, what they did was because they wanted them to run for so long and just be, like, resilient fucking workhorse trucks. They just took out so much shit, They I stripped guess. out things that will break and cause problems, and air conditioning will fucking go at some point. Mm-hmm. But so I was like, huh, well, that's interesting. I didn't know that they were that old, and I didn't know that, that that's the reason why they don't have air conditioning. But, yeah, like, especially on days like today where it's super hot, it's just like, yo, fucking... You're killing it right now. <laughs> Just trying to get yeah. this get this mail, baby. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that. I know the uh, ugh, just what a fucking thing. I I drove yeah. by my local USPS. I was like, can I make sure if the drop off box is still there? Like, I might need to mail something out yeah. soon. Our our local uh, USPS, our our local uh, um, post office, which is right down the road from me. Yeah, they do have a drop box outside like the traditional blue and it's open it looks like it's going so yeah. i mean i feel like if it's in front of a post office there that's the ones they're gonna keep open yeah yeah because that's just a short walk from the door to be like all right let me take all these out and yeah. put them in the mail <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah i mean i miss new bedford was awesome especially growing up like i remember like when i was four or five so this is when it, 2000 2001 I could walk down a cushion at Avenue Bedford and it was lined with mailboxes. Remember, yeah. like, you were not, you were not 50 feet from a mailbox. So you could always just, if you need to mail something, just yeah. get it right out there. You know what I mean? But now I have a mailbox that I could just put stuff in. So my brother and I just put in our applications for mail in ballots. I did see that. Um, I did see that. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, we're gonna put on some like double extra postage and shit just to make sure it gets through. But yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, fucking hell. But like, dude, <laughs> like, yeah, like, I, I don't want the post the USPS to go away. Like, oh, it's God, fun. No. Like again, like I, I, I don't do it much right now. But like, there have been times where like sending letters to people is just like it's a great fucking thing. So. Oh, I love sending letters. Yeah. Like, I wish I could do it more. Like, I want to I wanna find, like, old, like, stationary sets. Yeah, And dude. do, like, waxes and, like, write, like, I was fucking A.ham. Yeah, like, you'd get, again, we'll come back to this from a couple episodes ago. Let's get a wax seal and just fucking go for it, you know? Dude, get a socially distant wax seal that looks like the lions. Yeah, I actually, I remember looking up, like, wax seal prices. <clears throat> really not that expensive. Oh, yeah. If you want a custom, like, stamp for it. Like, yeah. Very cost afford, like, 40, 50 bucks, maybe. Oh, yeah. I, um, I, re- back when I was Deep Fried Sunday. Oh, yeah. Remember when I was doing music like that? I ha- I put it out, put out an album of all original music called Hashtag Objectifying Objects. I don't know if you remember that. Mm. Yeah. And I, I never released it physically, but I was about to, because what I wanted to do was, um, 
just order the the bulk CDs of it. Yeah. And then get like white matte um just sleeve like CD sleeves and get a stamp made that was hashtag objectifying objects Ooh. and just stamp the cover of each one oh, because I cool. think that would be so cool to just be like. Yeah. And each one would just be like slightly different. Maybe one would be a little bit smudged or something like that. But I think that could be wicked fun to do. Yeah, just, dude, that's sick. I was thinking about maybe even doing that for like a newer album. But maybe past. Actually, the actually, it's case. fun you mentioned doing something where it's sort of like everyone's maybe a little bit different. You know, you got mm-hmm. a little personal touch to it. Uh, I was thinking about with the zine, which uh, I just need to wait for some like credit card charges to fly through. Yeah. Maybe get a couple more because it's like the company Mixam. Mixam is I think what we're going through. Yeah, Mixam. Mm-hmm. Um, like a single a single runs like twenty bucks, and I'm like hell yeah, twenty five bucks. But I believe they're based in the UK, so <coughs> mm-hmm. with postage it would be forty dollars. So I just need to get that. I just need to wait for some shit to clear up, and then I'll probably do a run. But what oh, I was yeah. thinking is because instead of just putting return to sender on the front and like font, it'd be cool to get like return to sender like labels and physically put them on the cover. Oh yeah, that I could think be that would be fun. super super interesting. Just like a little shit like yeah. that where it's like we'll make a day of it. We'll do like assembly line. Yeah, right. Like I think I love shit like that where it's like okay, this they're Makes all technically more personal. They're all technically the same thing, but maybe there's a little bit of variation because. Someone was physically putting this on, you know, the final product. Exactly. Yep. And just like in general, like anything like that, where it has that human, you know, element. It's not perfect. Maybe it's a little off center or something. It just yep. it, it feels cool. And if everyone's different, then it's like, yeah, I have this unique piece, which is super mm-hmm. fun. So we'll look into that. We'll look into that. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be cool. Yeah, that that could be fun. Um, I bet you can get some really good labels from like Sticker Mule for yeah, a yeah, good amount sure. too. Yeah. They always have deals. I yeah. always I get an email like every week being like, get like fifty stickers for like nineteen bucks, and I'm like, hell yeah, I'll be like, oh, absolutely, yeah. I uh, the, yeah. I use them for an old job. We want to make like bumper stickers, bumper magnets, and shit like that. So we uh, we went through Sticker Mule, and it was a great process. And yeah, I still get emails sometimes from them just being like, hey, yeah. here's fifty percent off of this kind of thing, and it's like that's that's a good fucking deal. Speaking of bumper stickers, do you remember when our sophomore year we decided to run uh, for office for um, for president and vice president? Vaguely, remember yes. that? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to just get on board now? You want to just go ahead and do it? I mean, we might as well. You know. Honestly. <laughs> but yeah, that'll be. That, yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, let's think of some platforms and uh, go for it. We we could probably do better than kanye oh dude hell yeah um how about a um we have what's called a party police okay um it's a special task force of the police where it goes around and makes sure parties aren't lame and um if like parties are lame they call in reinforcements and what are reinforcements local college kids that with, come in with water rip shit up vodka oh dude with those like glass ones that like you have to pour uh, but yeah, that would be like your reinforcement. Be like every weekend is a Project X weekend. So here's here's my thing with that. You said we'll make a yeah. subsection of the police. No, that is the police. That is the police. It's That's, the party police. That is that is the only police uh, in the Oliver Weber dichotomy yeah. of American politics. It's just yep. you know, it's like this is all we do. We're just, if you're having a party, we're making sure it's not lame. <laughs> yep. We're 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 also starting a new section of uh. 
of um, Task Force called Crushed Ice, where it'll, <laughs> it'll legit be just like uh, short people doing anti-immigration policy. I thought you were going to just be like, yeah, we're going to find people who need water, who are like working outside or again, like postal. And we're going to crush ice. And, skim and it'll be like, hey, here's a cup of crushed ice if you want to suck on it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I would appreciate that. I'm not. Are you? Are, all right. Good yeah. question. Are you an ice chewer? No, God, no. I can't chew ice. I, oh, I, dude, I I've never been able to I chew ice. I love it so much. I hate it. I, oh, even thinking about it, like, right now, like, I'm cringing and, like, I'm getting goosebumps because I don't like it. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, oh, no. It's not a, not a thing that I like. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm not a big, like, ice cream chewer okay. either. Yeah, I, no, I, can't, like, I can't go, like, yeah. it's like, who the fuck does that? It's weird. I I don't think I could take a bite out of an ice cream crumb without feeling like attacked. Yeah. But I will chew ice, like whatever. Um, actually, I remember because my um, refrigerator at home doesn't have one of the water things. It's an older refrigerator. It doesn't have yeah. that. But the refrigerator, ours is too. Yeah, we don't have one. The refrigerator those. at my grandmother's house, for you know whenever, however long ago she got it had one of those so i would just yep. get cups of just crushed ice just in a cup and just like slam it back and just like chew on the ice for a little bit <laughs> i'm I sure that says that. something about me as a as a person and human but we'll... that means you got strong teeth that's all it, that's all it means is that you got strong teeth also you're a sociopath and you have bodies in your basement that's basically what it means i don't have a basement right now so there's no bodies <laughs> but yeah, I, guess I, do have strong te- I guess i do have strong teeth <laughs> yeah Actually, last time I was at the dentist, um, which in itself was exciting because I'm like, wow, doing normal things. What the fuck? Yeah. This was probably like a month and a half ago. My mm-hmm. dentist woman got pushed back by like two months. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, it's the whole thing. It's like you go in, you're with the hygienist, and then the dentist comes in for like three minutes, kind of looks, and was like, all right, see ya. Uh, yep. But my dentist was looking at my teeth and was like, bro. I feel like I'm looking down and there's a bunch of fucking bodybuilders looking back at me like your teeth are strong as hell and I was like, hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I guess it's from chewing all that ice. <laughs> We're here to pump you up. Yeah. <laughs> but so that's my uh, my ice chew strong teeth story of the week. You turn in next week for the next installment of Why Are Weber's Teeth Like That? <laughs> <laughs> Why are Weber's teeth like that? And it's just like a little tiny like. That would be fun. D. Martin for, hosts. I could go for a little jingle. Oh, yep. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Yo, do you think I could, like, Venmo Eric from Heart Attack Man five bucks and be like, hey, write a jingle for Socially Distant? You could try. <laughs> I definitely could. He made a tweet where he was like, I just love doing jingles. And I'm like, mm, mm. Oh, my God. If he did a jingle for Socially Distant, that would be hilarious. That would be so cool. Like, a little pre-intro bumper. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking doing it. I'll DM him later tonight. <laughs> oh, dude. Hell yeah. Please. Uh, or just I'll just tweet it later tonight. Um, yeah. But yeah, so also interesting. Um, I am waiting on that camera back that I sent out to Kentucky to get fixed. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is apparently completed. Shipping label is created. Um, I'll have to actually check in because the shipping label is created on the 14th. And I don't have any more information past that. Mm-hmm. It said, like, estimated delivery between, like, the 16th and the 19th. USPS still says, like, 
awaiting package confirmation. So it's like, I don't know if the guy still has it and he just has the label or if they just didn't scan it. So we'll see. But um, excited for that. But also, when I was up in Keene, went to a thrift store called Puggies, and their logo uh-huh. is a little pug. Yep. Um, incredibly cool thrift store. You would fucking love it. Yours just very well curated. It's not just like your normal like donation store where people just drop shit off. Like it's very you know, a lot yeah. of really old stuff. They had a ton of camera stuff there. Ooh, nice. Not a lot of it was that great or working. Because mm-hmm. I was, like, going through things and, like, testing it. I'm like, yeah, this is fucking broken. This is fucking broken. This is fucking broken. But I got, uh, ooh, it's a little far away. You might have saw it on my Instagram story yesterday or today or whenever. Um, this plastic Canon point-and-shoot camera. Yes, I saw that. So I, I was actually familiar with that model. It's caught my eye because it caught my eye as soon as I saw it. I was like, yo, fucking A. Um because it's pretty, it's pretty renowned as just being like a very solid point and shoot camera. I think it's from like the like seventy nine. I think they started making them, you know, early eighties. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And it looked like it was in decent condition. I didn't have double A batteries with me, so I couldn't test it just to make sure it worked. But it was, it said, you know, twenty five dollars as is. Works. Body is cracked, and I'm like, well, what does this mean? And there's like a little plastic flap on the top that's just like coming apart. Other than that, fucking works. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. So I got to, and I got to shoot a test roll, you know, later that day and then have it developed that night. So I was able to be like, okay, this takes pictures. Mm-hmm. But, dude, I fucking love that thing. And it's going to, it's going to just change everything. Cause like, there's times where it's like, I want to go out, you know, like if we're doing something or just dicking around, it's like, I want to take pictures, but like, you don't want to take a full like rig. Yeah. Just little plastic, fantastic point and shoot. And, uh, when you use the flash on that thing, it's fucking cool. Like, I wish I had this in school. It would have been a great party camera. Oh, that's awesome. That's wicked cool. But so I uh, I went down with two bags full of camera gear and film and came back with another camera and more film. <laughs> so Damn. <laughs> that's where that's at. Sweet. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, Richie. Yeah. I don't know about you, but you want to maybe... Uh, defund 12 and refund putting uh putting this podcast to bed right now yeah i mean let's let's tuck it in real nice set the fan on put on a little white noise machine and uh and then uh slowly let that uh this podcast drift off to sleep and uh while it's while it's nice in the throes just take a nice little pillow yeah right over its face and just hold it hold it down like fucking anomalisa and then you see that little twinge and then you know you're good to go exactly and you hear And then you are done. And then you go sit down, you grab yourself a nice glass of crushed ice, and you just fucking chew on it. (laughs) Part of me, I always wonder, like, how you can suffocate someone with a pillow. Because it's fabric. You can, it's breathable. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I guess, I mean, a pillow is pretty thick. And you can't really breathe through the entire thickness of a pillow. Also, if someone's smothering you, like, with a pillow, all you have to do is, and it's pretty easy to do, if you don't mind getting just a little bit of rug burn on your face, yeah. turn your head to the side. True. Because they're going to be on you like this. There's going to be openings on the bottom and the top where air can get in. Yeah. And you just... Do that. You know what I mean? It's like... So are here we stupid? are. Here we are just proving movies false, you know? Yeah, are people just stupid? Like, you know, I think so. Well, I think that might be the case. Now it's shown that people really are. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so on that note, I mean, let's just, note. we might as well test it out. You know, we see it in the movies all the time. We might as well give it a shot. So. <laughs> Hi, think... welcome to MythBusters. Today we're taking a look. Can you die if someone smothers you with a pillow? Oh my and God. just yes, you can. So let's uh, let's switch from podcast mode to beta test mode and give this a shot. Uh, we're gonna go tuck this podcast in and then just run a couple tests and see what happens. We'll let you know next uh, next episode what's up. But amen. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. It's been a it's been a minute. It's been it actually been Richie. It's been a hot minute since we've done a one on one episode. I was thinking honestly, about it the other day. it's been a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for thanks for hanging out with us, hearing our little life updates. Uh, stay tuned as we said in the beginning for some more guest episodes which are going to be super, super cool. Uh, Mm -hmm. Hopefully we just keep cranking them out and keep getting some more people on. So with that, I want to say a couple things. What do you want to say? I want to say stay safe. Okay. As always. Of course. With that, though, I want people to stay crispy. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Get a little bit of bud and just... That's open to interpretation, you know? Just Dude, stay crispy. Yeah. Amen. I know, personally, for me, I just got a box of these Ritz cheese crispers. Oh, yeah. Uh, for cheese and herb. They are fantastic. So if your version of staying crisp is, you know, sparking a J and kicking back or just eating some chips, that's cool. Or stay a nice crispy. starched shirt. Yeah. Regardless, stay crispy. But you can't do those two things without doing this last part. And I Stay really... as crispy as the socks underneath your bed. Oh. What? I'm sorry, I had to go there. I, no. I, the opportunity presented itself, and I went with it. Thank you. Thank you for taking no that problem. opportunity. Um, as always, and you know, you can't do the first two without doing this last one. You just gotta stay socially. Kevin? Kevin?